All right, guys. Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors coming to you in episode four this week of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors where we're shifting gears this week over from hunting season into fishing and fishing specifically in South Louisiana. And this week we're super excited on the show. We have a special guest with us this week and we're going to be discussing the Louisiana Bass Federation Qualifier. That was held at the end of September last month in the Chafalaya Basin. And for those of you who are big into, into fishing in Louisiana, uh, the Louisiana Federation qualifiers are, are big tournaments. A lot of anglers look forward to that every year. And what it is is basically there's typically two qualifying tournaments that uh, go on throughout the season. And anglers compete for an opportunity to become a member of and represent each state in the Federation tournaments and move on for an opportunity to possibly fish the Bassmaster Classic. So it's a big it's a big deal. A lot of anglers look forward to this every year. And this week, our special guest is a longtime friend of mine. He's, he's like a brother to me. He competed in last month's uh, Federation qualifier in the Chafalaya Basin. And, uh, and this gentleman performed really, really well. He had a, a good turnout. And everybody, I'd like to welcome to the show my good friend, Travis Laurent. Travis, how's it going tonight, man? How's it going, Jacob? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. We're getting together on the podcast. I know we had been talking about doing this and bringing some of this information uh, about the Louisiana Bass Federation qualifier to, to other listeners and people want to maybe hear how, how it went down on the Chafalaya Basin last month, man. Uh, you, had, you had a pretty good turnout, huh? Oh, yeah, man. Look. Like like I like I told a few people already, man. Blind squirrel, man. That's how it, that's how that's how it went down. <laughs> blind squirrel, man. I know you better than that, boy. You you're a hell of an angler. You a stick, and, and and even though you won't admit it, I'll admit it. And a lot of guys out there uh, that compete against you and know you personally, um, you know they know you you're a hell of an angler, and you one of those guys that you know started out fishing at an early age. You know, like most of us, you, you kind of transitioned and. You know, you got into it seriously at the tournament fishing, and we're going to kind of start out. Uh, you know, I got a lot of questions. I'd like to get people to know you, Travis, and kind of, kind of see where you oh, Lord. From, you know, and, and go from there with it. But I got, I got some questions I'd like to ask you and start out with. If you're okay with that, yeah, go ahead, man. You know me, I'm a, I'm an open book, man. Open book. I like, to, I like to talk. I like That's to talk. You know that. That's right. Well, me and you, me and you both, we like it. But uh, look, but. Uh, you know, just to get people introduced and acquainted with you, you know, I, I, first of all, wh where are you from, Travis? Tell everybody listening where are you from. Oh, I'm from G Gonzales, Louisiana. You know, from Gonzales, okay. right down, right down the road, man. Yeah, Gonzales. We we both from the Gonzales area, and you know, hell, Gonzales is a is a bass fishing mecca, man. A lot of a lot of good bass fishermen in, in South Louisiana, all across the state. Oh. But but Gonzales is really a lot of good anglers oh. that come out there. Oh yeah, they got some sticks around here, man. That's what makes it so hard. They, they really do. They really do. You know, and a lot of, you know, on the pro circuit, we got several angles. You got Greg Hackney, you know, you got Gerald Sporia, you got some of those guys that are fishing the, uh, the elites and, uh, you know, major league fishing and some really good anglers, Robbie Latusa, just to name a couple of them. Um, you got Logan Latusa, who I know is a good friend of yours. That's an up and coming angler that probably won't be real long before he's up there, you know? So there, there's some real talent out there. Yeah, try try fishing and get some. Yeah, that's the thing. 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> Shoot. Well, Travis, you know, going back to your, your early childhood, you know, how, how old were you when you got into fishing? Like when you realized you had a bug for fishing? Man, they got it's prop probably I mean, you know, my dad and my papa used you know taking fish into ponds and stuff like that. You know, just normal stuff, you know, but I yeah. really uh I really didn't get into like like tournament fishing, you know, uh till I was probably in high school, late high school, maybe. Okay. You know, uh, like like fishing, like you know, strictly you know, bass fishing and stuff like that. I mean, the first time I like really went serious bass fishing, we were in my we were my partner's uh, go devil, and we had a like a little forty pound trolling motor that broke half the time, but you know. Yeah, I think everybody kind of starts out the whole John Boat type deal. You know, that's where you kind of. Oh, yeah gain that passion and that love for it, which you actually answered my, you know, my, my question I was going to lead into is, you know, when did you first kind of get turned on to, to, uh, fishing, you know, uh, and bass fishing specifically, but as growing up, um, when, once you got kind of into it and you were following the sport, did you have any, uh, any heroes that you grew up watching? I know like when I was coming up, man, we had the old TNN outdoors and, you know, we watched rolling board and, couldn't wait to wake up on a Saturday morning and watch Bill dance and, you know, those guys like that, Orlando Wilson. And it, you know, you, you're a lot younger than me. You're a young man compared to me, but um, who were who some of your heroes that you, you, you followed at a young age? Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. So it's like when, I mean, you, everybody knew Bill dance, Roland Martin, stuff like that. You, you know, you watch a few show, you know, shows on TV, but like, I didn't really get into like the whole tournament idea till, I mean, in like towards the end of high school, like I didn't know what a turn, you know, I didn't know you could fish for, you know, bass fish or, you know, tournaments. Like, what is that, you know? So, you know, once I really got into it, you know, you know, the Greg Hackney, you know, KVD, of course, you know, just, you know, but everybody knows Gerald Swindle. So who doesn't like, I mean, who doesn't like him, you know what I'm saying? G Man, G Man is something that dude's entertaining for sure. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Everybody likes G-Man. Well, you know, but, as far as when you got into, you know, realizing that there was tournaments, do you do you actually remember your first competitive tournament where you were fishing for money? Can you tell us? Oh, yeah. About? Oh, yeah. I, my, <laughs> so my first tournament, so I was actually, you know, uh, I just started college, and I was working at Cabela's. And, uh, what at? What's that? Which is where you and I met. Yeah. Well. That was what, probably, but that was 07? Yeah, Lord. up in 07 at that time. And, and uh, hell, man, I remember you coming in. You were way behind me. That was a long time ago. But, yeah, so I was working there, and uh, there was a guy that worked in the fishing section. Of course, I wasn't working in the fishing section because I was all in the hunt and stuff right, you know, at that time. Uh, there was an older guy there, and, you know, I liked fishing and stuff, and, he told me, you know, he was going to fish a tournament. I said, oh, really? I said, man, I've been wanting to fish a tournament for a while. I just never done it, you know? Yeah. So uh, he said, well, won't you, won't you sign up for uh, BFL? You can fish as a co you, can, you know, you know, kind of gave me an idea how it works. I'm like, hey, man, I got, a, I think it was like 100 bucks to, you know, fish as a co I said, oh, I got 100 bucks in a truck, so I'll just throw all my stuff in the truck and roll out. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so actually the first one. First tournament I ever fished was on the Red River in uh, Natchitoches. Okay. 
and no clue what I was doing. But now you, know, you were I fishing had, as a co had, I'm assuming. Do I? I said I'm assuming you were fishing as a co-angler, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. I was fishing out the back of it. I didn't, I didn't have a boat, you know. So okay. I was like, this is perfect. So, okay. so I go out there and I got me. I think I have four rods, and I mean, you know, probably all together with all my tackle was maybe a hundred bucks, you know. So <laughs> I had old, you know, it wasn't nothing special. I had like old, I had this. Of course, you know, you have a, you know, a lunk lure buzz bait, you know, you got a humdinger spinner bait, you know, just stuff that you, you pick up here and there, you know. Yeah, all the easy. basic. You need all the basic stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, baby brush hog, that's it. You know, that's all I had. And, oh, yeah. uh, so, went over there and I only caught, I think the, you can keep, what, three fish? I can't remember what it was, but I caught one, four pounds, you know, okay. and I was like, Oh yeah, I can get used to this. Oh yeah, that had to get you. <laughs> what? To give my boat, my guy in the front like, dude, have you ever caught a four pounder? I said, no, I never caught a four pounder, especially in a tournament, man. Come on. Be honest, he probably back ended you the rest of that that, that tournament. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and that's know. but see, it was, it was funny. Is I I didn't know what the, I didn't even know what that meant. I thought I was just fishing. This is how you fish out of the back of a boat, you know. That's it. That's right. So, but yeah, that's that right. was. A, that was the first tournament. I mean, that now that was it. It was it was a done deal. You you, know? you you were hooked at that point, is what you're saying? Oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I think a lot of anglers probably go through that that you know something similar to what you did there. Once they get into it and they get that taste of competitiveness, you know, you know, you know, you finish high school, you you know, you might be getting into college, and once you, if you played sports throughout high school and you know. That type of deal, you used to that competitive nature, and, and a lot of guys are looking after high school for something to stay competitive. And you know, bass fishing competitively offers that opportunity to be able to do that and compete. Meet a lot of uh, cool people, meet some great people that you might become friends with for a lifetime. Wouldn't you agree on that? I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't tell you how many friends I have now that. Like, if they don't talk fishing, then, like, I really don't talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Like, you know, I have friends that don't really fish, and, you know, I talk to them. They're like, oh, you go fishing. I'm like, yeah, you have no you have no damn clue. Like, seriously, you have no clue. You know, until yeah. they actually see it, and they're like, oh, shit. You like, one guy said, man, you like a ninja with that that that, that rod in your hand. Because, I mean, I can, you, once you get, you do it for so long, your mechanics and stuff like that, you get like really, you know, it's different than other people think, you know? Yeah. It's a craft. I mean, you, per, you, the more time you spend on the water, you perfect your techniques a lot, a lot more, you know, and it, it becomes, oh, yeah. it, it, that's, that's how guys improve. And that's how guys evolve throughout the sport, yeah. you know, and, and, but, and I've seen it happen. I've seen it with you happen, you know, personally, I knew you when you started out, like you were talking about, and through the years, I mean, you've, you've become a hell of an angler, you know, and, yeah. and you've evolved, you know, because you, you stay on the water and guys that stay on the water, it's hard to compete with those guys, you know? Yeah. And the thing, and the thing is like, you know, going back to like, you know, you, you're friends with these guys. So you go fishing with them. You, you learn things from these guys. I mean, I have friends from, you know, just fishing the college stuff, you know, when I was at LSU. We, you know, got into the, you know, the college stuff. That was like right when it, it just, it just so happened started. You know, uh, yeah. they didn't have high school, you know, tournaments yet. Uh, they did. They had some of the major schools were fishing and stuff like that, but you didn't have what you have to like today. Like, man, these kids have like two hundred boat 
high school tournament. And it's yeah. like, good that, that lord, a massive, a massive sport, you know? Oh yeah, and that's that's kind of one of my questions I was going to lead into is how how did how did you get hooked up with? Obviously, you were a college student at LSU, but how did the whole LSU bass fishing thing kick off? If you could fill our listeners in on that, I'm sure <laughs> you know a lot of people would be interested in hearing that. Oh, yeah. You came in when it was starting to take off at the time. It wasn't yeah. like it is now where it's established and, it, you know, it's become what the beast that it's become. You were kind of in the beginning stages, and LSU didn't really have a team at that time, correct? Yeah, oh, no. We didn't, we didn't have, they didn't have anything. So, you know, going, like, starting from, you know, when it first started, like, I was in a class with a guy, and he was from, he was from Center, Texas. And – I said, man, we just started talking, and, you know, he fished bass tournaments. I'm like, okay, cool. I, f- I mean, I fished a few and stuff like that, and, you know, and he's like, man, they got the college fishing going, and, you know, just started. He's like, man, why don't we just start, like, a fishing club or, uh, you know, a fishing team, and we, you know, and just so and just so happened, you know, a couple other guys in our classes, you know, got to talking, and at the same time, FLW came out with their, uh, like, first college tournament, you know, premier, like the team, first place team wins 10 grand, you know, and it's like, hey, bro, we got to start this. We need to start a team, you know, so we can go fish this and, you know, win money, you know. And yeah. uh, we, we it's, you know, of course, yeah, shoot, you, you know, you, you got to jump through, you know, hoops to get, you know, established or anything like that. So we became yeah, a club. Yeah, any kind of club, you got to get that type of stuff in college. Yeah. I'm an LSU graduate myself. All that type of stuff, you have to get approved by the university. They're, yeah, it's not definitely. just, hey, let's start this and, and start rolling with it, you know? Oh, that that was – it probably took about eight eight months just to get that on, you know, get on a roll, you know. And then, you know, met other guys that wanted the same concept, and they were like, cool. So by, by the end of it, we had like 10 or 12 guys that, you know, wanted to go fish these tournaments, you know? Yeah. So, that, uh, well, you know, going back to that, I, I really want to thank you because you and, and the anglers, those guys that you're talking about that got together and y'all started this and got it going at LSU, you, you, you started a tradition for a lot of classes behind you that came behind you. Um, you give, you know, my son, my oldest son, Jackson, who you know very well, he's 10 years old. He, he looks at it and he says, dad, one day I want to go to LSU and I want to, I want to, I say, you want to play football? He says, no, I want to bass fish for LSU. So, <laughs> you give those kids, even though y'all don't realize this, Travis, you give kids uh, in future generations, you know, hopes to to get to where y'all were and where, what y'all started. And that, that couldn't happen if it wouldn't have been for a group of guys like y'all that got together. So, as a father of two sons, I'd like to thank you personally for that, and as well as the other founding members that started it and at all the universities across Louisiana that got it going at all the colleges, you know, that became yeah. a, a thing that's, that's huge. And it gives kids an opportunity to go out there and compete and follow their dreams, you know? Oh, definitely. So, and we, we just want to start so we can fish and make, you know, hopefully win some money, you know, while we fish, you know, it gave us yeah. an excuse. It gave us, not say excuse, but like we can go on this, you know, go take the whole weekend off, you know, basically go, go, go fishing, you know, fish a tournament and not have to worry about school, you know. That's that was right. the, that was one of the that was one of the better, you know, ideas of it, you know. Well hell yeah, you get to miss class and you get to go fishing. Who wouldn't want to do that, huh? Oh, 
we did it when we were we weren't really fishing. We were skipping class and just go fishing at the pond. You know, that's right. <laughs> you that's know right. You live in a college life, and that's what most of oh, us no do. Doubt. You know, at some point. Oh yeah. Well, no that's doubt. awesome, man. That's really that's a cool story, and and you know I know y'all had a lot of success. The LSU team, the original team that started out, y'all had a lot of success. Y'all y'all went to some pretty big tournaments and competed, did pretty well, didn't y'all? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, me and uh, me and my old old LSU partner Doug McClung, we uh, we went to I think we we went to South Texas, Alabama, Arkansas. You know, just traveling. You know, and uh, I mean Doug had the boat, and I was just on. I was along for the ride. So you know, we went to we went all the way to like Falcon Lake, uh, all the way up to you know Arkansas River. All the way to the Alabama River in, in, in Alabama, and that was that was a fun place to go, you know. So yeah, you fished some uh, of the you, know, you were blessed enough, and Doug was blessed enough, and to fish some of the best fishers in the world, you know. That's oh as close yeah, as definitely. To, say the Bassmaster Circuit or the you know MLF Circuit stuff, FLW. I mean, you were living the dream for a college angler, and probably you probably realized it, but you didn't realize the full extent of it. I'm sure at the time, you know. Oh no, uh-uh. I was in the moment, so you you don't think about that. You're like, man, you 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 you're thinking you're. I mean, you're in class, but you're not really paying attention. You think about okay, like next week we're leaving, you know, leaving to go to Arkansas to fish, you know, Lake Darnell yeah. or something like that, you know. Correct. Correct. And, you know, and just to ask, I mean, like the college side of it back then, was there some rivalries that y'all had with other schools? I mean, didn't y'all fished against some pretty, some pretty uh, high-profile guys that became big-time anglers? I mean, I know oh, yeah. Jordan Lee and the Lee brothers, oh, yeah. Matt Lee came up through Auburn, and no, that, uh, Dustin you know, Connell. Know, you know, Dustin Connell, he's on. You know, he's made that. You know, it's just uh, Brandon Card. Some of those guys. I mean, we fished against those. You know, so we got to be good friends and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, they had to be great experiences, you know. Knowing now that you, you know y'all started out when they started out, and those see where those guys have come from, you know. Oh yeah, they were next level. I ain't gonna lie. Were they were they, were they just that good? Were that that oh, much just, better than everybody uh, at the time? They were. They were. They were. Well, you know, you know, some people just have that you know God given talent more than other people, you know. And then other, I mean, look, let's be honest. Some people just got that damn money that you know mom and dad got, you know. They yeah. got, they come out they come out with a you know a brand new Ranger. It's like well, I got an old ninety five Grass Cat that barely even runs <laughs> yeah. on it. It's a two and a half liter two hundred. You know so yeah. Uh, but I'm you but you 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 the thing is you can compete with those guys with, with whatever you got. You know I mean just I mean just like right now I mean I got an old four Triton and I'm fishing the same tournament and doing the same stuff with guys with you know. 2019 2018 ranger bass cat phoenix you know so it's it, you know you can do it you know it's just just that little extra stuff helps you out to be yeah. honest you know yeah uh, but i mean that's how it was with those guys you know some guys had aluminum boats out there you know yeah uh, but i like just take for example like uh dustin connell he came out there he, you know i've met him I, we fished against him a couple of times and you know, he had a basic old, you know, boat. You know, it wasn't yeah. nothing special, but dude was just a hammer. Like, really? oh, it, it didn't matter. You know, he, you know, where you went, you know, he was up there at the top. You know, he was consistent. You know, but you knew his name was going to be on that leaderboard. Oh no doubt. Oh no doubt. But he's just a good guy, you know. And that was and that was a cool thing. You know, you get to meet all these guys and hang out with them and uh, 
kind of see where they went, you know. I mean, everybody's, you know, not meant to, you know, fish forever, just kind of like those guys. But, you know, yeah, you can, you can compete with them, you know. Yeah, you, you could probably tell some of those guys that you had a feeling we're going to go on and do this as a profession as compared oh, to, you know, fishing it for recreation, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, what about the Lee brothers? You, did, were they at your time when y'all were fishing the Lee brothers? Yeah, so they – so by, like, I think about, like, the, the – I guess second to last and last year I fished, they had just, like, just started. Okay. You know, because they were a couple of years behind me. Um, so, I mean, we got to fish against them, you know, a couple of tournaments and stuff. Uh, and I know they were at the – I know they were – I think they fished the couple of the championships. Uh, uh, just to, I forget I forgot which which ones it was it was so uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean we got but to you were running, you were starting to run into them toward the end of the year yeah. oh yeah 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 and you know g- going back to the Libra like Jordan uh, I mean I you know you were you know a partner with my tackle company I started a, a tackle company here in South Louisiana called Cajun Tackle House several years back and we started out just as a passion and started building lures and doing different things and. I actually was uh, lucky enough to, to meet Jordan Lee when he was fishing college at the time. And Jordan would uh, play some otters with me. And so I, I talked to Jordan on several occasions personally, on a personal level. And uh, I, I can't tell you there was not – that, that kid had so much manners, I found, uh, you know, and just was brought up the right way. And that's something you don't typically see now with some of the generations that are out there. But – you know, going back to kids being brought up in the outdoors and stuff like that, those kids tend to kind of have the manners and seem to be raised a little bit, you know, raised the right Definitely. way, in my opinion. And, and Jordan was one of those guys, every time I he'd call and place an order with me, he'd say, you know, hey, Mr. Jacob, uh, yes, sir, no, sir. And, and you know, just a, just a great kid. And, I, and I, I look back now and I still text him from time to time, you know, when he won the Bassmaster Classic. Look at what he went on to do. And I'd text yeah. him and thank, tell him congratulations. And he'd still take the time, even though all the success he had, to text me back and say thank you. You know, I appreciate it. And oh, yeah. um, that says a lot about the character of, of a person. And, you know, I, I can't be more thrilled for him and his brother, the success they had. So it, it's a pretty awesome thing to see, you know. Oh, yeah. And and that's the thing, though. You Most of the guys are out there like that or are, are like that. You know, that's how they are. I mean, you yeah. have you have the – you know, the oddballs with that, you know, take things for granted and stuff. But most of them all, you know, they'll help you anytime, you know, and thank yeah, you and a, stuff like that. It's a really tight-knit community. You know, fishermen are, are a tight group of guys, you know, and, and you see a lot of good come out of, out of the sport of, 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 you know, fishing in general and competitive fishing. It's You see it even more, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's just, it all comes down to, like, you know, down here. I mean, everybody that fishes around here, you know, everybody knows each other they've seen each other you know you've heard people talk about them like oh yeah they won this tournament this and that and you know everybody knows each other down here and every pretty much all of them are you know good guys and they know how to i mean they know how to act you know so it just it just stems out from like you know you see the guys down here you know fighting it out on these tournaments and stuff and then you see a select few that you know jump up and you start going out. I mean, just like, uh, for example, Caleb Sonoran. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, I mean, he made it, he made, he, 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 he made it through now. the, he made it through the nation. He won the nation, the championship and qualified for the elites, you know? Yep. 
another great guy, you know, and, and, and you know, Ron Levine, Jamie Lesh, those guys that are local guys here in our area. Look, that you know, Jamie's fished the Bassmaster Classic. Ryan's fished the Bassmaster Classic. Good guys, just all around good guys. I mean, but look what, how they came up through the ranks, you know. Exactly, and I think that's and that having that type of attitude, you know, that's almost like a you know what I've seen. It's almost like a extra you know thing to have to be able to get there. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you can't you can't be an asshole the whole time. And expect you know to get up there, you know. No, you're not gonna make it alone, you know. No, absolutely not. You gotta have those those relationships and those bonds with the other anglers, and you know it's, it becomes a family, you know. Exactly, because yeah. guess what? At one point, you're gonna need somebody's help, and then, right. you know that's just how it goes, you know. That's and, it. That's it. Yep. You know, and some you mentioned that kind of caught my attention. You know, you talked about going back to the college side of it again, and. We spend a lot of time on the college side because it's interesting and it gives guys insight of kind of where you came from, but other anglers, how they come up through the ranks. And you mentioned the, the equipment, that the advantage some guys had over what other guys had. You know, the sport now, I, I'm in I'm in sales myself. I, I work, I've been in the marine industry and the hunting industry ever since I graduated college in sales. I've seen it kind of evolve through the years as far as uh, the equipment and having to have the money to play the game. What's your thoughts on it, Travis? I mean, where do you see the industry kind of going now? I mean, we're seeing bass boats that I sell professionally running into all parks of $70,000, dollars $90,000. Uh, equipment, you know, we got 16-inch GPS units now. I mean, there's definitely a place for that, in my opinion, uh, for some people. But if you're an average, you know, just a, a weekend angler, or, um, you know, somebody getting into tournament fishing. Kind of, what's your thoughts on, on the way to sport so, hand? What's your take on that? So, I've always, I've always had the, you know, the idea of, like, the, you know. So, you know, you start out fishing, you know, you don't have the best stuff. But you, you go out there and you can catch a fish, you know. Yeah. Now, somebody's going to catch more fish. I mean, just like you go out to a pond with your buddy and you figure out, okay, well, this, you know, there's a drop off right here. There's a there's a log or stump underneath the water, and your your buddy passes it up, doesn't even think about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I know where it's at, so I'm gonna catch more fish than him, you know. Just given the situation, you know. Yeah, definitely. You can I, have you can have crappier stuff than him, you know. I can have a hundred hundred dollar rod and reel combo, and he's got a you know three hundred fifty dollar combo, you know, that he put together, you know, whatever you're going to catch the fish right there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it, it, but I mean, you take yourself out into like a, you know, a Tulia Bend, you know, or like just say, you know, the Red River or something, you know, just, you know, having the extra, I think it's situational, but okay. I also, I, that's what I really think it is. Um, but it's also situational on the person, you know what I'm saying? If the person yeah, is actually definitely. a really good angler, then, they're not going to need the 16-inch, you know, side imaging and stuff like that. And you can use a regular sonar and find where the stumps are. Correct, correct. It, yeah, just, it, I mean, just, gives, it just gives that other guy an extra advantage, you know. It does. You, it you does. know, and, that's, and that's, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, I, that's why I was, like, I mean, I can go to Toledo Bend and catch fish with the boat I got. I don't have all the, I don't have the spot lock on my trolling motor, you know. I just got power poles. So, you know how long it's been without power poles? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. 
that in just the few months I've had them, it made a difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But how far does it go? Correct. You know, how re- far is that investment going to get you down the road? So, I mean, what, what you're saying is probably it's obvious. It's more as a more of a luxury for anglers yes. in our positions and in your position. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But you know, if you do want to move up to the, like, okay, I want to fish more competitive stuff then you have to kind of be on the same you if you want to be in the same playing field as everybody who ha, you're going to have to have not say going to have to have the same stuff but you have to have stuff that's similar to be able to compete with those guys you see yeah. what i'm saying yeah definitely i can see that you know and i i totally agree with you on that you know i, I guess if you're if you know going back if you if you're a, a 10 11 12 somebody jackson's age like my oldest son or you know a, a high school angler right now you're not saying that you need to go out and have an $80,000 bass boat. Daddy got to go buy you an $80,000 bass boat. You know, you want to, you want to have something decent. Um, if you're talking to a young angler who's in the sport, getting into the sport, where would you tell them to kind of invest their money if they are getting a setup? Uh, I mean, as far as like, uh, like what you mean? As a hey, equipment. Like, like, hey, equipment. I mean, is, is it, I, like you said, you can you can have a fifty dollar rod and reel combo yeah, probably, yeah. So or you if, can have a hundred dollar rod and yeah. reel combo. That fit don't necessarily know what's on the end. So uh, that yeah, you're so holding, you know? if you're going for like a rod and reel, you know, combo setup, whatever. And this is my thing. So you know, you know, when you start out, you have this, you know, the shittier stuff. Let's be honest, you know. But then when you yeah. start moving up and you you make a little money, you getting like some Christmas money, stuff like that, then you start slowly, gradually just building your stuff up, you know, so you start with the basics, you know, right. 50, you know, I mean, they got some good combo. I mean, like, like lose and, and all that type of stuff, you know? Yeah. You got some little combos. You can start out for 70, 80, hundred bucks, you know, to me, the, it's going to last longer. You know, I know they might tear it up, but most of them got good warranties now. Um, yeah. but like, um, it's it's one of those deals. It's like you got to slowly, gradually get up. You know, you can't just hurry up and get a good uh, setup. As far as a kid goes, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. But like you know, it's oh. the, the fifty to hundred dollar you know rod reel combo, depending on how much how much you know money you could have and what you could spend on. You know. Um, and I think that's the, I think that's the most important part is your rod and reel. You know. Rod. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's probably good advice. So you know, somebody looking out there to get into it, maybe spend a little bit more money on the rod and reel combo, get you some a little bit more, you know, quality. You know, nowadays that leads me kind of into another point. Uh, you know, sponsorships. You know, you see kids. I, I know when I had my tackle company, I'd probably get 50, 50 emails a week saying, "Hey, will you sponsor me from?" You know, random <laughs> people. And 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 not only kids. I'm talking. Grown ass adults that were like could barely write an email asking for a sponsorship, and wh- what can you give me free? Um, you you've been through that. You've kind of you have several sponsors that you you partner with, and if you could give some advice to the young anglers out there as far as kind of what your thoughts are on how to approach sponsorships, or or do you even need sponsorships at that at that point in your in your career? Well, what's your thoughts on that? What advice could you give on that? <laughs> so that's it, it's the part of that goes it's weird because when I was going through the college stuff 
we really, you know, we, we went out and asked some companies and stuff like that. If we could, uh, you know, get, you know, get, you know, percentage off stuff like that. We weren't asking for free stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is now you have, you know, kids ask for free shit all the time. They want free stuff. You yeah, know, definitely. And it's, see, and it's blank, it's like, just like, hey, like, come up, hey, look, hey, I want to, can you sponsor me and uh, give me, you know, a certain discount or, you know, give me so many rides a year, this and that, like, without even having anything, say, hey, look, I'm going to do this for you. Correct. So. It's more of a, uh, what, what, what can you give me? What can you give me? But they don't really see the business side of it. I mean, you know. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, uh, you've been doing it long enough now. A sponsorship is what not what can you do for me as an angler, but what can I do for you to help promote your company? You know, and that's that's the that's the main thing as when I was a tackle company owner, that's what I was looking for. Back you know? Hold on, Jacob. Okay. And, folks, we're doing this live, so stay tuned with us right here on Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. I'm your host, Jacob Robery. Okay. And we're doing this live, so bear with us, guys. Some David that came up. Uh, want to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, at home tonight, so they want to see what's going on. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over here sitting around. You know, wife yep. and then day in the house doing nothing. So, um, I hear you. well, so, look, Travis, I, I'm going to kind of go into a series. I want to get to the Chapalot Basin and the Federation qualifier, but I want a couple of Spitfire questions and just throw out your answer. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Oh, okay? God, here we go. Well, nothing, nothing serious. Okay. Uh, we talked about your first competitive tournament. What's the first tournament you cashed a check in? Oh, when, oh, where was First one was on Sam Rayburn for a BFL. I was in the, I was, of course, a co-angler. And how, I, much, how much was the check? I think it was like three hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. And then it was like unreal. I was so like, I spent it before, but I spent it before they put it in my hand. But you know, that's how it goes. That's all. That's awesome. All right, favorite body of water to fish in Louisiana and why? Ah, oh, man. I will say, you only get one one pick. Uh, Concordia. Okay, why? I I just done well there because, of course, it's not like down the Chaffee or you know intercoastal waters where you can run everywhere. This is landlocked. It's a small little oxbow, but they got some hammers in there. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, biggest strength as an angler. My biggest strength as an angler. Um, I'm. I think I'm pretty good at tough tournaments. Okay, what so you mean by that? If it's tough conditions, people ain't catching shit. You know, just the the fish are funky. I think I. I, I mean, I can go out and catch enough. I mean, I can go out and catch fish. Whereas other people on a good good day like well everybody's catching fish you know you know yep. it's one of those things it's like well everybody's gonna catch fish but like tough tournaments it's a, a grinder tournament where you got not say fish slow but like i can like i think of myself as a grinder you know gotcha but, gotcha okay biggest weakness as an angler 
uh, I grind too hard. So what it is, I, I I fish too slow sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like I try by where I think there's gonna be a fish, I sit there too long. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. start, you know, I'm starting to try like pick up the pace, you know, but you know, getting stuck doing yeah. something slow, you know. Yep. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Uh, if you could only fish with two lures for a day, what would they be? If you could pick up two baits uh, and fish the entire tournament. Hey, I'm going. I'm going a frog and a jig. That's it. I was about to say. I know you pretty well. A jig's definitely on the deck, and probably a frog. That's it. That's, hey, look, if I zero, and guess what? But I might be here. That's all it is. What's the best frog on the market? Since you say that right now, what's the best frog on the market in your opinion? My opinion, the most. I mean, I've caught probably thousands of fish by now on this. And was pro pro frog, man. Can't yeah, beat it. Bro, you can't beat those pro. What about and a not, jig? Not, what's your favorite jig? Uh, my favorite jig. That's a tough one. Um. You a jig fanatic? You always have been. I know. I that. have all kinds of jigs. Um, You've been through them. I have so many jigs, and I always have my favorite one. But probably my go-to that I have all the time is probably a hack attack jig. Strike king. Hack, hack attack. attack. Oh, hack attack, huh? Yeah, Maybe. I like that big hook, man. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we got here that we may want to ask. Uh, well, let me let me, let me put you on the on the spot right here. I'm going to ask okay. you something. What? Is, <laughs> hey, I, thing is, you I, know I me, so I'm just waiting for I something. You, I don't want you crawfishing <laughs> fishing on this. In Louisiana, tournament fishing, who's the one guy that scares you the most when you're going up in a tournament against them? And you know what's funny? I've, is the person I'm mostly scared of is Rob Werner, my old fishing partner. Yeah, I know Rob personally, man. He's a He's a hell of a... Hell That's, it's it's weird because I know what he can do, and it's the thing is it's so simple, and he just like we're fishing a you know team tournament, and he's just hammering in front of me. I'm like, I know I'm not that bad, but it's like I know that you know if I'm fishing against him, that I mean I just know him, you know I know how he fishes, so it's kind of like you know, yep, yeah, and Rob, you know Rob's one of them guys that moved to Louisiana and had to adjust and, and learn the waterways in, in a short amount of time. And I mean, he's a hell of an angle. Rob's a, a, just a fucking stick. You know, he just <laughs> is. Hey, look, straight up. Like, when, he, when, he, when I started fishing with him, like, this dude, he's from Ohio, you know, fished up there, Lake Erie and all that stuff. I'm like, Pfft. but thing is, he just does things. That's a different. He just adapted and, like, it – it's so funny because when he first came down here, he's never he never threw a frog before. Before <laughs> until hard. he until he until he got here. And he told me that. And I was already throwing frog. You know, I was already throwing and then he's like, you know, he's new at it and he's catching them. And it's like it's pissing me off is what what it was. But then me and him, <laughs> when we started fishing tournaments, guess what? We were just frogging all day. And, you know, we won some, but then sometimes just like, hey, that's what happens when you frog all day. I hear uh, you. What's the best frog in lake in the state that you fish? Oh, frog in lake. Oh, or river, lake, river. Look, I caught some. I caught some hammers in Toledo Bend, but like we've caught some. Uh, man, I mean, I everywhere. I mean, I if I had to pick a lake to go frog on, 
it'd probably be St. John's. St. John's, that's interesting. Oh, another Oxbow. Because, and this is the thing, because I've been up there by myself and we fish tournaments there, but yeah, it's just like, you know, frogs go with, you know, everybody wants to throw them in matted grass or around hyacinth, like, you know, big grass thing. Well, I like to throw a frog where hardly anybody else throws a frog. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you it know? makes uh, thinking outside the box. I like it. Yeah. And I'll, throw, I'll throw a frog on cypress trees, you know? Just like, you know, some people throw spitter baits and stuff like that, or buzz baits. I'll throw a frog, you know. Um, you know, by reed clumps that are sticking out, you know, little dips in the reed clumps. I'll skip it. I'll skip that sucker underneath it, you know. And, yeah, you know, and one of the best I've seen at it. I have to admit, so, I've seen this dude flip a fucking frog under a spot that you wouldn't think a frog could get into, and this guy could do it. He, but they, they're the real thing when it comes to the thing. It. That's the thing. They they are there and just they never see it, you know. So that's the thing. You just gotta you just gotta skip it in there, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. All right, and final question. A lot of stuff going on in the world of bass fishing with the, the you know, MLF, the bass, you know, the FLW. MLF or or bass? What you what you call from that? Which one do you prefer? Well, uh, okay, so this is, and I've talked to a lot of guys, but, you know, we all bullshit about it. But see, this is the thing. Really, nobody has fit, has been able to fish an MLF-style tournament. Let's, I mean, really, think about yeah. it. Nobody really yeah, has. So we don't know how it feels yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We know how a five-fish limit, you know, catching five biggest fish feels like, but we really haven't tried the MLF. So there's bias. You know, yes, I, guarantee, yeah, I, yeah. I guarantee you, if you if you put me in a boat where it's got a score tracker and penalties and stuff, I I might be freaking out by like halfway through the day. You know, spending yeah, I'll probably be spinning out. Nerve rattling for sure. Oh, I'll be spinning out. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Yep. So you know, as a as a spectator, I have to I have to admit I, I'm still I still love the old bass. You know, I'm still find myself leaning toward bass, um, and, and strictly. I guess it just boils down to I, I like the five fish limit deal. I, I do enjoy it, but I find that with the split, it, it's made it as a spectator a lot harder to follow. You know, before the MFL, M, MLF, I'm sorry, format took over, as a spectator, man, I was on Bassmaster.com every tournament. I knew who was leading that day and so on and so forth. And, yes, you can do that now. They have tools to do yeah. that. But it, I find myself split trying – it's hard to follow two circles. Well, well, this is this is a situation. You know, a lot of people ain't thinking about it. You know, and I talked to a couple guys at work and stuff like that about it. You have all the guys because you used to keep up with bass and who's you know the angle of the year race. You know who's going to yeah. do good at this tournament. Those guys, most of those guys that we watched dominate and do really well, they're not on at bass anymore. Yeah. yeah. So the only reason. Think about it. The only reason we're really watching MLF is because of those guys are there doing something different. Yeah, and that's a that's a very good point. I, I have to say, you know, I'm not knocking any the guys. Not, I'm not knocking any guys that's fishing Bassmaster because, I, I mean, they're just as big of a sticks as they as you know guys who left. You know. Yeah, I mean, th- th- look, this is the thing with bass. You know, we're we're familiar with those names you're talking about because that's who we grew up. You were talking about the Kevin Van Dams and the Daryl Swindles and the Mike Iconellas and Skeet Reese's. That's guys you grew up following and idolized. 
Exactly. With Bass now, with all the New Englanders, such as Derek Hudnall, who's a local guy. Uh, you know, there. Uh, what's the guy from Monroe that's fishing? Uh, uh, from Louisiana, he uh, he fished college circuit out of Monroe. Uh, mm. You know what I'm talking about there? Uh, Brett Pruitt. Brett, Brett Pruitt, Pruitt, yes. Brett Pruitt. We got uh, uh, the guy from right here in Ascension. Uh, I don't know him personally. Uh, is I think I believe his family owns Galvez Seafood. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know you're talking about. I'm going blank on it, but there's a lot of up and coming anglers that are that are solid guys. And I think what it is is a lot of us just aren't familiar with the names as much anymore, um, you know. But but I think that that's going to change over the coming years because those guys, some of those guys are going to make a name for themselves. I, I can promise you this: Derek Cudnell is going to end up winning a tournament in the next couple. Oh, of years. easily. Oh, easily. And, and stud. Would you agree oh, with that? In my yeah. opinion, Derek's a guy that could adapt, adjust, and he he's like you. He's a grinder. You know, look at look at the setback he had this year, where he got disqualified from a tournament on, on Bass Circuit, and and bounced back in him and Caleb Summerall. You know, yeah. uh, Quentin Capo. That's the guy. I'm sorry, Quentin. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't know you personally, but your local guy from around Ascension here, uh, Quentin Capo's on on that circuit. There's, I mean, from a state standpoint, we're blessed to have these guys on these circuits right now. On MLF, you got Hackney, you got Sporty, you got you know all these guys. Uh, that that are fishing that or represent our state. That that's you look at it compared to some of the other states. We are loaded with bass fishing talent, oh, and I think that's easily. an awesome thing. You know, and, and, and they got more coming. You know, like we talked about Logan Latusa. He's coming. That guy is going to rob it. His dad on on the BASS circuit. And Those see, the thing is, well known, you know, the thing, and the thing is, you know, you look at all these guys that that you know they're you know fishing bass MLF. You know, you got people who fished out Duffy now, but now they're doing a whole, you know, buyout, whatever stuff. But it's the guys that are right under there fishing the Opens, you know, the Federation, uh, the Nation. Um, you go, you got those guys fishing, you know, the the media and all that stuff, you know, fishing those tournaments. Like, you know who, before you get there, who the guys you got to beat, you know? Yeah. So when you yeah, know well, the, who point. you got to beat when you got there, you know they're good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A hundred percent agree. You know, a hundred percent. And then, and then, then a little me come fishing. You know, it's it's a different story. You know, so yeah. you know when you get, you know, you know it. Okay, the tournament is Lake Verret. You know the tournament is down in Spell. You have the guys already picked out who's going to finish really well. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Those guys that. like Hudnall, uh, Caleb, all those guys. If they show up to the tournament, you're like, shit. Like, really? Are you even allowed to fish this? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, you know, I'm friends with Cliff, and, and you know, Cliff shows up. And so, I remember when he was fishing uh, when he got on the Elite Series, and he showed up to some of the tournaments, and people were pissed off, man. They were like, what the fuck's this dude doing here? He's a bass elite angler, and he's fishing a local tournament. Hell, that, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. That, like, that's great publicity for, for, the, for the state, for the people who are putting on the tournament. You know that guy wants to fish just like everybody else. I don't see no yeah. problem. With that, but some I think, people I think he fight that actually. Loss. I think he fished. Cause I think he actually fished a club tournament like with us as a guest one time. And I'm like, this ain't this ain't fair. Like, what the hell? Like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like, come yeah. on, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, look, I appreciate you answering the questions, and and now I kind of want to move in. I know we're going a little long tonight, but I think this is some really good stuff. A lot of people are gonna. Our listeners out there, I think, are going to be very interested. 
thank y'all for tuning in and listening to this episode four of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Uh, our guest this week, as mentioned before, is Travis Laurent. And Travis, uh, I brought you on because I, I wanted to get people to know you. You're an awesome guy, man. You're a hell of an angler, a great father, a, a, a great friend, man. You've been great to me and my family ever since I've known you. You're like a brother to me. You don't know, forget, hey, don't forget about my wife, man. Don't forget I, about my wife. Me and my wife, love her. <laughs> she's awesome. She's she's a great great fit for you, and I'm glad y'all found each other, man. I really am. And two beautiful kids, but uh. You know, Travis, now, you know, kind of getting into the, the, the whole topic of this podcast, the Louisiana Bass Federation qualifier, uh, you, you pulled out a win on the Chapalot Basin at the end of last month. And, uh, I mean, man, I, I called you, I think it was the first the afternoon, I think you finished on first day, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, put your head down and go get it, brother. You got this, you know. And, and you, you felt confident, I could tell. And you ended up pulling out a win on that and, Man, that tournament, for all of you who don't know, was out of Burrick, Louisiana, and it was held on September 27th and 28th. Uh, how many anglers were in that tournament, uh, approximately? Uh, boats. I think it was around 48, 49 boats, I think, you okay. know, as boaters. And then, you know, you had co-anglers, too. Co-anglers. And, and obviously, you. this was the second qualifier of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one was held earlier in the year off of Toledo Bend, correct? Yeah, it was in Toledo Bend. End of February. And if you could kind of explain what the point of the Federation qualifiers is. What's the goal there as an angler? So the way Louisiana does, uh, they have – you have two – you have a spring and a fall tournament. Um, It's a two – each one is two-day. And they go by each day as a – not say a tournament in itself, but each day is a a points tournament, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're fishing Friday and, you you know – you finish first, you know, you get that many points on that day. Well, the next day is kind of like a new point. So if you finish 20th, then you get, you know, that many points. And you do that for, you know, realistically four days out the whole year. uh, They drop your worst, you you know, they take your best three. Okay. uh, And then, then, then the points, you know, fall as they, you know, may, and then the top 10, uh, uh, anglers and top ten co-anglers at the end of the year make okay. the state make the state team. Okay, okay. So, so ten guys on the co-angler and ten guys on the pro side, right? Yes. Okay, and and, and making the state team is, is a pretty high honor. I know a lot of guys. That's a personal goal of theirs that fish it every oh, yeah. year. And, and what, what, what you know, say you make the state team, which you did this year. Congratulations, by the way. On Thank that. you. Um, what, what, where do you go from there? So Louisiana, you have your state team, co-anglers and pro-anglers. What's the next, what happens from that? So, they, so obviously this is my first time doing this, you know, so yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I do have an idea. <laughs> no, they're going to have a, re, uh, I think they have like a divisional, like a regional. Um, okay. and this year they changed things up. They have different, uh, they have smaller regionals, I guess you would say. So okay. it, used to, it used to be just like th- I think it used to be like just uh, three, like basically super regionals, but these are like the bit like smaller ones. Um, Sounds like, good. Yeah. So so this one, so the one Louisiana's in is uh, I believe it's Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Colorado, New Mexico, uh, and I think that's it. Pretty, pretty big, pretty big deal, man. Yeah, yeah. So, and we don't uh, right now, as far as like today, I don't know when the 
uh, when or where the tournament is, you know. So okay, I mean, yeah, it, it could it could be it could be at it could be in Berwick, it could be in Toledo Bend, or it could be in some lake in Colorado. You don't know, you know. Got gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well that gives us an idea kind of how that works. At least it clarifies it for me because I've never personally fished Federation, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people out there probably don't even know what that is or how it works. So you. You qualified, I mentioned, for the state Louisiana state team this year. Uh, now, do you have to be affiliated with the local bass club to be able to yes. compete? In that? Yeah, you got you have to be a part of a, a you know a, a BSS Nation affiliated club. You know, you have your due you know dues and stuff like that, and you have to be a bass member and all this stuff. Okay. So, yeah, and, uh, and the you're one a member I, of which club locally? What's that? You're a member of which club locally? Do you? Oh, Lake Lake Verret Bass Club. Okay, Lake Verret yeah. Bass Club. Okay, been around for a while. Great guys, oh, yeah. and I know a lot of those guys in that club. I think we have 48, um, 48 members in it, so it's got a bunch of you know, bunch of guys. So yeah, definitely. And so you, like we mentioned, you won the tournament out of the Chapala Basin in Berwick. Uh, then the last month. Let's kind of break break that down. How those two days went for you? How, how many days were did you scout for that tournament? Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, people that are listening here, um, you got to understand. Travis is a married man, has a full time job, two kids, two beautiful twins. Um, this, this ain't a guy who could fish like he did back in college, like we discussed. So, so break us down, kind of how how, how so, many days did you scout? So. Let's just let's go back a little bit. So like like Toledo Bend tournament. So I fished the one in spring. I had one decent day. Uh, the first day I had I had like a twenty. I finished like twenty first the first day, and then I zeroed the second day. So basically, I just used up all my fish. Yeah. So it's you weren't you weren't sitting real good points. Yeah. Wise, so I was just like you know, so ideally, if I got to the fall, I'd have, you know since I work shift work, I took. You know, the, you know, a couple of days off during the week, and I'll be able to, you know, scout for three or four days, like most people do. You know, yeah, so they got, got guys that fish that, that scout for like a week, you know, and it's like got whatever. But I was just like, I mean, up to the, I guess you would say the week, two weeks before the tournament, I was just like, I ain't even, even going to fish it, you know, just because yeah. I didn't have time to go look around and I haven't been out there uh, in a while. And, uh, but I was like, you know what? All right, I mean, you paid the entry fee in the beginning of the year. Cause I already paid the entry fee, so I'm going. To go, I'm just go out there, go fishing, hanging out with all my buddies. You know what I'm saying? Correct. You know, stay at somebody's. Stay out. We stay at Mike Bush's house. You know, Mike Bush, and yeah, you know, Mike and guy. you know, just hang out with all the guys. So yeah. I said, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go scout. And so, like, I was gonna go scout Monday, Tuesday before. Like, I was off that Monday, Tuesday. So I was gonna go scout Monday, Tuesday, but. Wife has something to do with her business, so I said, "You know what? Go do your thing. I'll stay at the house. You know, watch. Not say, not say, not not babysit because they're my children. I'm going to spend time <laughs> with my children. <laughs> Shit, I say that all the time, Travis. You know, but so so I didn't have. I wasn't gonna go Monday, so I just said, "No, I'm gonna go out Tuesday." So I went out Tuesday, uh, piddled around some places I knew that maybe had fish and this and that. I caught a few fish, and then I just about one, about twelve, one o'clock. Because I needed to be home by like two thirty, three o'clock, because she had something to go do too. So I was like, all right, I'll just get off the water early, whatever. Well, the last stop I, I fished, I pull up, and had this little drain in the back, and I'm like, man, let me go hit. I I'd never been to this spot, so I was just looking on my uh, uh, my GPS and my my map, and just like looking for something. And I seen this one little 
little cut. I'm like, well, let me go ahead and try that because today sucked. Um, so I pull in there, first calf, boom, two pounder. I'm like, oh, okay. So five, four more casts later, I had four fish and five casts, and they were all pound, three quarter, two and a half pounds. I'm like, huh. I got to get this fuck out of here. <laughs> well, first thing I did, I called Rob because he's fishing, you know, he's fishing, you know, he's fishing the tournament. He actually had a good finish up at Tulia Bend. Yeah. So I called him. I said, dude, I got a spot, man. I said, so if you, <laughs> if you struggling, let me know. And I was like, and he's like, nah, man, I got my spot. I said, all right, fine. I'll just come out here. I mean, I mean so a- dude, let me get this straight. So you, you tried to help him out by you found a fish and you knew he was in a little bit better position, maybe to make the yeah. team. Yeah, so I mean, you I, t- that, I didn't you tell him. I didn't tell him where the spot was. You know, I wasn't going to do that just yet. You know, so I was okay. like, "Hey, man, okay. I want some fish." You know, whatever. So he didn't know where I was. Uh, but I was like, "Man, you need a spot." And he's, I know he was going to say no, but that's just how he is. Uh, <laughs> he likes. He, I mean, he like. I mean, I wouldn't listen to myself either. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let's be honest. Come on. So, okay, okay. Uh, I took yeah. that advice in the past, but <laughs> yeah. But you know, I told him, I said, "Dude, I said I, I found the spot." I said, "Now the tournament's Friday, so this is Tuesday." I said, "I don't be able to scout, you know, for the rest of the time." So I said, "You know what? Hell with it. I'm just gonna run up here and chance it out, you know." So, okay, so I'm I've been being nice listening to you here, but but hey, man, look, we friends, right? Yeah. Okay, I want the fucking juice. You, you oh, being very come on, generic. Man. You, be, you being very generic on where we All are. Right, so, so, so I want I, we, everybody listening to this podcast wants to know where the hell you are talking look, about. Where were look, you? look, man, I I ran. I mean, I went up to the pigeon area because so I buy your pigeon area. Yeah, buy pigeon. You know, uh, Murphy Lake. And you- Stuff like that. Y'all so, were launching out of Berwick, correct? So yeah, so we are Berwick. So I, I told Rob, I said, I said, shit, I'm gonna have a long ass run. So okay. I said, you know what? Hell with it. I'm just, I mean, I'm out here to have fun, so I was just going out there and go fishing. But I mean, how, just, how far was that run? Uh, about 45 minute run. You know, so, yeah. So you moved. You had you had to limit your time and, and plan that and day I, out. And I and I never. I'd never made that run before. So okay. I didn't, so I was going to run it for the first time, <laughs> the first day of the tournament, you know? Okay. Okay. So and I, I heard like, you say Lake Murphy before I cut you off. So continue on that. Yeah. So it's this little, it was just spot way over there, you know, uh, right off across Bayou. You know, some people might know where that's at. If y'all don't. That's a area, dude. That's like one of the most fished and sackily fucking fished areas in the. In hey, the look, bro. Right, you know how many there. people. Dude, it was so many people out there. I'm like, why are y'all? How are y'all did not fish in this little cut? That makes zero sense. So, I mean, you just, think it's just a spot? It, it was one of the community hole. It's up. a community hole. Like they got a guy with a tiller handle boat pull up to me, and like first day, <laughs> like seriously, first day of the tournament, I already had my limit, and he calls up. He goes, "Oh, you caught some fish here?" Uh, I was like, "Yeah, he yeah, everybody does." I'm like, "Well, screw you too. Go ahead." So he guess what he did? He idled straight through the cut. And I'm like, really? Oh my god! Appreciate it, dude. Like, what dude. the hell, huh? Yeah, that's what I said. But hey, I already had, I already had my fish. So, but let's go back to the practice there, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. So now, this is this is where I don't know, I don't know if he remembers or even recognized who I was. But after I found that spot, 
I started idling out, and when I took a little turn to idle, right out the out one of these little canal, lo and behold, Ryan Levine sitting right there flipping these little hyacinth back. <laughs> and I so said, in I, said I did two. I did two things. I did two things. I said, "Shit!" And like, okay, I'm in the right area. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yep. So, uh, this you know, conversation like every guy, all fishermen do. Which hey man, you catch? He, he goes. He goes. Man, you catch? Is a local angler who who actually qualified through Federation of Fish to Bassmaster Classic. He's a great guy. He's a friend of ours. And, you know, he, he's one of those guys that's just a local stick, man. He's just he's another great angler. So, you know, you see you see Ryan when you pull out yeah. of there and you're thinking to yourself, oh, shit. But at the same time, you're like, hell, man, I might be in the right area. I might be around some fish then. But so so you kind of knew at that point you were, you were clicking on the right cylinder. Yeah, so I just, uh, you know, I said, what's going on, Ryan? He goes, ah, oh, man, tough, man. I said, yeah, dude. He said, you catching it? I said, man, I probably had – Three or four bites all day. Literally, I only had like three or four bites, but it was in that one spot in like two minutes, you know? So it's kind of like, well, yeah. I was kind of saying the truth, but. You're lying, but you're not lying? Yeah. And so guess what? Day of the tournament, the first day of the tournament, I'm in that little spot, and guess what? He's fishing that canal. <laughs> we fishing in the same spot the whole the her tournament. So what you're saying is, Ryan, if you're listening or you listen to this podcast, you you didn't fall for Travis's bullshit from what it sounds like. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Pretty much. But guess what? I, I look, he didn't fall for it, but then I then I paid him back while he watched me catch three pounders. So So you were actually you were catching some of the fish with him watching at the same time? Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. He he told me after he said, Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh my God. You know that had to be tough on him too. Yeah. Okay, so you on the first day you ended up with how much how much weight you had first day? First day, well, when I got there, I thought I said, maybe I had about 12, 13 pounds. And then I started pulling them out my live well. I'm like, I looked at my coat and I said, Oh shit, I think I got a little more than that. This bass so, is bigger than I thought. Yeah. So but I had gotten there early. I had gotten there thirty to forty minutes early before check in. Because okay. I had a long run. I didn't know how much gas I was burning because I I never made that run before. So, I told so you weren't that, trying to save water for the next day necessarily. No. You were just trying to make it back in time. I was trying to make it back in time because I knew I had a decent sack for, you know, what was going on. And okay. everybody was talking, you know. Man, uh, that's more move. I did, sit, I did sit on that spot and not fish it for a while, for about two hours. Another smart move. Well played. Yeah, cause, I mean, because Ryan was right there. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to come in, you know, but you never know who, like, local guy fished and whatever. Yeah, Ryan's so, not that type of guy. I don't no. think he would probably do that anyway. But, you know, you know, no. hey, everybody's competing, and it's, you know, you compete, you know, against each other. No, nah, he wouldn't. He, I know he wouldn't do that. That's what I told my co I said, I know he ain't going to do that because he's seen me here. He ain't going to do that. But then again, I sat there until about 1 o'clock. And then boog it on all the way in. I got, I mean, I got back. I checking was at three. I got there about two twenty, two thirty, and I was checking on the fish, you know. And some of the guys that were running the tournament were there. And I said, "Look, I want you to check one of the fish because it's kind of like, moving, you know, not bellying up, but like it was looking a little sluggish." So they checked it, and I was yeah. gonna be the first one to weigh in just so I can hurry up and get those fish back in the water, you know. Yeah. Because um, I caught them early, pretty early that day, so they've been sitting in my live well for a long while. I just, okay, yeah, I they were fine, ask, but yeah, it was the bite in the morning, bite in the evening, you know. I caught I, my coin. That told coin. I said this is probably one of the best days I've had in the spillway ever. Like, not fish amount wise, but like 
quite like I was throwing back two and a half, you know, two and a quarter, two and a half pounders. Oh, and it was man. just like, and he's like, man, you don't, don't waste all your fish tomorrow. I said, I said, dude, I said, I'm having too much fun. This is no, I'm just going to, I'm just going like, to fuck, fuck it. I'm yeah, over. I was like, screw this shit. Oh, I'm hammering them. Like, yeah, because then, dude, honestly, you know how that is. Where we are, we're title, we're title, man. Those fish oh, it can change. There today and tomorrow, you'll never get a bite, you know? Oh, definitely. definitely. So you just kind of rolled with it and said, fuck it, I'm going out there to catch as many as I can catch. Oh, definitely. I told a guy, I said, like, just like, just for, that, for example, that day, he, uh, my co-angler had caught a three-pounder, like, just throwing to this random spot, like, 25 times, and he catches one three-pounders, like, man, Man, sorry. Like he was like, sorry, you caught that fish. I'm like, dude, I would have never thrown there. Like you threw it, you wore that spot out, and you caught three pounders. Like you, you deserve it. And then as soon as that happens, I catch a three pounder. I'm like, see, we're oh, even. That's you awesome. Know? That's that's. So he had. So for example, like he had like a he had two like one and a half pound, you know, two and one and a half pounders. Like, and I was throwing, I was catching one. I was just throwing a two two and a quarter pound back, you know. And yeah. I was like, I told him, I said, dude cast in there like it was just one little cut like you just throw straight in there and reel it out yeah and he's like man man i don't want to do that to you man that's your fish i said dude i am wearing my fish out right now i said i don't care throw it in yeah. there you trying to help so, my brother out so, right? so, he, so he's like man you sure i said throw in there are you gonna or i'm gonna leave and you're not gonna catch another fish <laughs> so he throws in there boom two and a half pounder i'm like oh, there awesome. you go i said i throw back you. in Good for him. And he man. threw it. He caught another two pounder. I was like, "Now sit down." You know, right, that's yeah, enough. Sit your ass down, man. Now sit. That's enough. That's enough. That's no, awful. That was, uh, that's a. Yeah, that's, so that's he, awesome, he, man. That's I was cool. in. I was in first place the first that first day, and he was in second. He had like okay. eight and a half pounds with three fish. It was crazy. Well, pro- hey, props to you for doing that, man. I thought I think that's a class act thing. That just shows the type of guy you are, man. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you no, it just shows you how many fish were in that cut. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They had to be stacking that, that cut. Oh, it was stacked. So at the end of day one, you're leading. You, you're leading the tournament for the weekend, and you're heading into day two. I mean, you talked after day one. You uh, you called me, and I called you one or the other, and, and, and I could just tell, man, you were you were you were kind of dialed in. You had confidence that afternoon that you were on something special. You know, oh, yeah. But like, you know, I, I, I think. I, I told you, I said, if I could get there, if I could get there without anybody being there, I said it's a done deal. That's it. You exact. That's it. That was your exact words, actually. And I, I, I told Amy, I, I said, I got off the phone with you, and I told her, I said, fucking Travis going to win this thing tomorrow. I said, he is locked in. I could just tell, you know. And uh, she said, well, we're going we're gonna to wait to hear. But I said, I can tell you right now. I said, if those fish are there and he gets there, like he said, I said, he's no. going to catch those fish, you know. Oh, yeah. So, so day two. You know, you're heading into day two, kind of, you know, get, fill us in on your thoughts driving to the launch that morning. What's going on in your head so, that morning? It wasn't a driving to the launch, because I was kind of, you know, like, I was feeling good. You know, I got, I get, I, I usually, when I get to the tournament, I'm like the between the first and fifth boat there. You know, I like to get there early, just kind of take my time. And so, first day, I was boat number one. So, you know, it was a good draw. So, what it does yeah. is it swaps for the second gotcha. day. So, I was last boat. I'm like, well. You know, I ain't got, I ain't got to worry about somebody passing me up. You know, so it is what it is, and uh, so a forty-five minute drive, I mean, boat ride to the spot. So I'm just like the whole time that I'm like, please nobody be there, please nobody be there, like because they had a couple other like, you know, local tournaments going out of okay the launches that were close, you know, to uh, yeah, Bayou Pigeon. They, they might be launching out of Bayou Pigeon or you know Bell River or something like that. 
Yeah, and and, and we're all the way down Berwick, you know, and then we had a, probably had a later launch than they did. They they launched probably before daylight, you know. So yeah, it was just yeah. like one of those things. Like, man, please nobody there. Please nobody there. Plus, and you so, were locking through, right? No, there, no, it's no lock. It's just a no, straight. Okay, uh, no lock. That's right. No locks on that. Yeah. So you didn't have to fight with the no, lock no, no. and all that no. stuff. Okay, that's right. Uh, I just had to fight the the tugboats and everything going yeah. to barges and stuff going down there in coast. Yep. But yeah, so the whole time I'm like, man, I just hope nobody's there. Hope nobody's there. And I pull up, and the guy that I seen the day before with the tiller handle was fishing out of a different again. boat. He he was moving away from that cut, and he just oh fishes. I know he caught. I knew he caught fish right there, so I was just like, whatever. But hey, I pulled up to him. I told my uh, new co-angler, I said, dude, I said, this is it. Done deal. This Call is the it. juice. This is where they at. And about 9 o'clock, I was spinning out. You, you had any fish at 9 o'clock? I had one little 12-inch squeaker at 9 o'clock. <laughs> now, I had, now, the day before, the day before I had my, I had probably about 11 to 12 pounds before 8 o'clock. Oh, my God. Nine o'clock, I have one fish, and I am spinning. And I just told this guy, not going, but I was like, "Dude, we're gonna catch him. We're gonna catch him." Yeah, they all turned small, you know. So yeah, you, you know, think one of those things like caught all the studs the day before. Yeah, but hey, it would. I said, you know what, it is what it is. I mean, it was fun, but so I started fishing deeper into the cut, and the, the cut actually drained out into a pipeline that you can get through the backside. Okay, so it's a shallow little. It's I mean. Sh- dirt shallow area before you get there and then you just see fish just moving 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 eat chasing fish uh bait i'm like well let's go to the backside. so we trimmed the motor up i you know you you know just went through dirt to get back there but you know caught a couple, couple more keepers i was like all right cool whatever awesome so we left there and i went fish a couple other spots that were close that i caught fish and passed there you know like whatever just kind of clear i say clear my mind but just kind of like just give that spot a rest and just like, you know what, about one o'clock. I say about twelve thirty, one o'clock. I say, screw it. Let's go back. I said, I know where there's fish. I said, I know there's fish there. And so we pull up and okay, I, so I actually, point, let me let me stop you there. At that point, when you had that thought to go back to that spot, how many fish were in your live well? I I probably have I mean I think I have five fish, but they were all like I probably have like six pounds, like five, yeah. six pounds with five yeah, fish. Call up then. Oh, it was terrible. Like I was like, this is done. Have- you know, yeah. So what, let me ask you this: What did you project poundage wise? You had to catch that day to win it. Oh, I needed twelve. I need. I think I. I thought I needed twelve because I was. Okay. A, I was leading. I was leading by a pound. So okay. I, I figured. I figured I needed twelve pounds. So you know, 12, 12 and a half pounds. For our listeners, it's it's what time in the afternoon at this point? You said about twelve thirty, one o'clock, and oh, I gotta be. Ro- to I gotta be rolling in. You, you have know? to leave at what time from that spot to get back to weigh in safe? Well, probably about. 230, 245, just to be okay. on the safe side. Okay, so you're sitting at six pounds with about an hour to an hour and a half left to go, and, you, and yeah. your magic number is 12 pounds for the day you need. Yeah. Yep. So, I get there. to the. I went on the backside. I said, screw it. I'm not going to the other side. I'm going to go to the backside. And so I went up to the backside and just, like, kind of crept up, caught a few little smaller fish that wouldn't help me or anything, so I threw them back. And then I don't know what happened or how it would, whatever. I started I threw into the cut and bring it out and boom, boom, boom. I called three times with one really? was like one was a three pounder. One was a oh. two and a half. 
I was oh. a two pounder. I was like, oh, I looked at the car and said, oh, it's on. It's on. It's done. You do. And then right as soon as I put that third one in the box, I hear a guy with a, what is it, gator tail, whatever it was. Yeah. Pillar handle, whatever, on the other side coming. I said, I yelled, I said, I was kind of like making emotions like, bro, can you get on? Because he, he had a trolling motor. I said, can you get a trolling motor and motor through it? Never checked up. <laughs> you said crashed right over the spot where they were busting, and he pulled up right in front of me. He said, how's it going, man? I said, well, it was going fucking good. That dude threw you a big middle finger, in other words. Oh, bro, I was like, he's lucky that I didn't take that vibrate jig to the head. Good Oh, hey, 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 hold on a second there. Okay, so you mentioned something right there. You kind of gave a little hint on something. Vibrate jig, I heard? Oh, yeah, that's it. That was, uh, I hammered him. Hammered on it. So, so is that the bait that you wanted on, basically? Oh yeah, vibrate so, a, a chatter so this, or, or what? Like, actually, it wasn't a, ch- it wasn't a chatterbait. Okay. Everybody knows that you know a chatterbait is, but it wasn't okay. exactly a chatterbait. So, okay, fill us in. Then. The, what, what we talking so about? So the funny thing is, so like I went to uh, so before a tournament, you know, everybody goes to you know buys crap that they don't need. They have thousands of baits already. You don't really need, but. I went to, uh, so they got this new place in, uh, well, not say newer place, but newer to everybody around here is uh, uh, Ascension, Ascension, Li- yeah, Ascension Living. And yeah, they have a and bunch, of, like, bunch of good stuff. Like yep. stuff that people like me would buy, you know. Privately like, owned, got the rights to yeah. Great people. Oh, yeah, he, he buys, he buys top notch stuff. I mean, you know, you go pay for it, but hey, look, we all buy, we all buy this stuff, so it doesn't matter. Well, and, um, and, and but if you like if you like me, if they got it, you'll pay for it. Oh no doubt. Oh yeah. no doubt. Don't tell my wife, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> <That's mine either. laughs> um, but so so Humdinger just came out with their version of vibrating jig, you know, because okay. the the zigzag that's what they call it. Another so like, company, you know, Tony Tony Landry and those guys are yeah. good people. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, I pick it up because. I seen because um, the uh, the guys at, the guys at Ascension posted it on Facebook that they got it in. So I was like, "Well, I live like literally five minutes away." So I said, "Why not go buy it?" Hell so yeah. I went over there, picked up two. No, I picked up three of them. I picked up uh, uh, all white with a gold blade, uh, black and blue, and then like a green pumpkin one. Okay. So. I went when I went scout that Tuesday. I had it tied on. I was like, well, let's just see how this thing does, you know. And uh, I put a uh, striking uh, menace on the back, all white. And then we had muddy, muddy ass water, you know. I was like, well, yeah. but I pull up to this thing and they were feeding them stuff. So I'm like, well, I'm just gonna throw a white and dude, boom, boom, boom. Like, I was just like, okay, I guess I'll throw this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know? and they and were inhaling it. Oh, dude, they were. They were they were hitting it so hard, like I had to like, I had to go up a rod like three, like I had a seven foot rod. I had to go up to a seven three rod to catch up to catch up with them because they were inhaling and running with like towards oh, me. That's awesome, man. Hey, and, and, and listen, a, a bladed jig in the sun. We're talking about the heart of summer. That's usually known as a cold water bait across the country. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. But this is the thing. So I kind of figure out this this bait for some reason it it uh it rides I say rides high but you can almost like chunk it out there and have your rod tip kind of elevated 
and really at a pretty good speed, and it pretty much wakes right underneath the water. Why kind of like vibrate? Yeah, yeah. And they were just destroying it. It was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Speaking of wake baits, that's making a big comeback. I seen Cliff, uh, Cliff Crusher, uh, you know, MLF angler, friend of ours. He uh, he has a, a sponsorship for Lucky. It's Lucky Strike Lures. And I saw Cliff just released like a uh, something like the old Hunchback wake bait. So that 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 was a, a bass killer, man. So so you you're throwing a chatterbait kind of running it like a wake bait. Is yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. That's that's cool. Oh, Oh yeah, I was just like, I was like, guess where I went after that? I went back to the and bought like three more. You went no, back bought, that Saturday bought, afternoon. Uh, where I went? No, Tuesday. Okay. Oh yeah, because you you were catching them during scouting on. Yeah. Uh, I was catching on. I was like, well, I gotta get at least one more. So I, my dumb ass went buy one more. So I had two. Yeah. <laughs> oh two of the white ones so second day guess what the second day of tournament, I popped both of them off <laughs> I don't have this oh, shit. oh my god oh yeah so it was, it was yeah the second day was a rough day but uh I ended up with uh I ended up calling out one more time after that little spot after this little drain and uh I ended up with almost 11 pounds so it was actually okay. it actually came out it actually, right in the target range yeah. where you needed to be. Yeah, was, and I had to have a few people fall, you know, not catch them, you know. Uh, yeah, and they yeah. it just fell out like that, and uh, ended up with twenty six. I think it was twenty six on the dot for two days. Okay, so I had a, so I had a, so in the points thing, I had a, a, a first place, and then the okay. second day I finished tenth. So you, okay. you so you take the points that associated with those finishes, and then. You know, that's how you get your uh, – you're making the top ten uh, on the team. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yep. That's awesome, man. That that that's that really paints a picture. I hope everybody listening is enjoying this and, and, and getting some insight of kind of how Travis broke down that water in the Chafalaya Basin. Uh, now, who, who finished overall for the year? Didn't Matt Noble – he's a lo- another local angler from uh, yes. around St. James. Didn't he finish overall yeah, winner? He, uh, yeah, he was angler year for the, uh, for the nation. Yep. Yeah. He smoked man, everybody. Great guy, man. You know, he's, he's an up and coming guy himself, hell of a good angler. I think Matt fished what at ULL when y'all were in college. Uh to be honest, uh, I, can't, I, think, I, think I think he, he did. I think he did. I'm not sure. I think yeah. he I think he's a little younger than me. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, him and uh, our boy Zach Dubois from ULL over at uh, Cajun Lords, yeah, he, he uh they, they they know each other pretty well, I think. And Caleb's I think's tied in with those guys. Yeah. Uh, but good guys. But man, that that's that's really that's an awesome. That, that's so cool to hear the story of how it all went down in, in the basin. And, uh, I mean, you know what's you know now since it's all said and done and you kind of look back and you made the state team. Well, what's it mean to you to make the state team, Travis? Well, what's that mean to you to represent? So like, I've only I've only fished in the 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 nation tournaments for like, I think. It's like the third year I fished it, you know. But then they have they have guys who's fished it for for years and never, you know, haven't had that chance to make the team, you know. And yeah. it's one of the, I mean, everybody around here, and if you fish around South Louisiana, you know, it's not say prestige, not say prestigious, but like you or you know, if you make that team, you beat out some guys like some hammers. Like you, yeah. you beat out some hammers, you know. Yeah, and it's a hell of a compliment. It is prestigious, you know. It is. It yeah. is. Look at like. Let's be honest. Don't bullshit, you know. 
But I mean, and it's one of those things. Like you know, I I was when we were waiting for the results of the you know the second day. I was more worried about making the team than I was winning the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yep. Uh, but yeah, now that was that was a cool deal. You know, like I told uh, after the, after the first day, uh, I sat that morning and so for the second day. You know, everybody's hanging out in their boats, you know, in the water, kind of waiting to blast off. And a couple guys like, hey, man, go easy on today. I said, look, bro, I said, this don't ha- this don't happen very often for me. So I'm going to hammer <laughs> down. So y'all just get ready. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, if everybody listening, uh, if y'all don't know Travis by now, hopefully you know him a little bit better after after this podcast and this episode. But but I'm telling you, Travis is one of the funniest guys you'll ever hang out with. So uh, Maybe funny looking. Hey, you're a funny looking motherfucker, but you're also a funny <laughs> motherfucker. And, hey, and, and that's is. what makes you who you are, man. I got to be honest with you, you know. So, um, you know, I, hey, and look, last thing I, I want to talk about. Didn't you tell me a story about Big Bass on the first or second day in the tournament? You, oh, you yeah. Went, so what, check, what's the deal with that? Tell check everybody. This. So check this. Then. So each day of the tournament, you have uh, a first place and second place Big Bass. So like the that Friday, you have, you know, whoever okay. weighs in Big Bass. So, uh Second place, where but you know the top two from each day get a check. Okay. Okay. So, so I was the first. If you got it. Yeah. So like the first day, I was the first one in because you know want to get there early, check my fish, whatever. So I was the first boat to weigh in. So I just go ahead. They're like, you want to weigh a big bass? I sure. And I had like one of those like seven. I mean, uh, three point seven eight. You know, nothing big, but it's just like just to weigh one. Well, the after the second day like in, in the second day when they were announcing all the checks and everything and places and stuff they did big bass and so they had first place and second place so they said look when y'all come in and y'all have a big bash i need to weigh it so yeah. they said first place and second place big bass was me because i was the only one who weighed a big bass on the first day so i won first and second place with one fish Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, hey, y'all some, I'm not going to say y'all some dumbasses, but hey. <laughs> but I'm going to say y'all some Somebody, somebody could have weighed a, a two-pounder in for Big Bass and one guy and got a check. Oh, shit, man. Oh, my God. And, and, I mean, okay, so you win this tournament. You win Big Bass, obviously. What, what kind of check we looked at in this tournament? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. I know that's getting personal, but shit, everybody – would probably know the total person. So what you bought home from that tournament? Uh, uh, enough to when I got home, I already spent it. How about that? <laughs> that went to Becca, I'm assuming, right? Oh no, she she didn't get none of that. Hell no. Oh man, well you might, maybe, maybe. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was around. I think it was like a around twenty three hundred, I guess. Something you know, it wasn't okay, that big. Hell. That's but, not you know, change, then. Well, it paid for all that gas I spent driving all the way over there. Yeah, because you're making a run and driving and all. Yeah, hey, and I, I'm all and I got, the time. It sucks it up quick. Oh, I got a. Uh, I mean, I got an old '04 EFI. You know those things drink, and I put a. I put a hundred. I put a hundred percent gas. I don't put no ethanol gas in there. So, you know how yeah, much that amen was. Amen to that. Amen you know to that. that was. Well, man, I just want to personally congratulate you. I couldn't be more happy for you. Appreciate uh, it. And that's really why I wanted to come. You know, on this podcast, I called you a few weeks back. And I said, hey, I want I want people to know your story. I want to promote our state of Louisiana. Uh, yeah, we're we you know our our little freelance thing that we have here with Last Stop Waterfowl. We we focus a lot on hunting and waterfowl hunting and stuff like that. But I want to do you know my goal for this is to make it about Louisiana and outdoors and in, in general fishing. I love to fish just as much as I do hunt. 
Um, you know, now with my family, I don't have the time as much to, to fish and stay on the water, but that don't mean I don't love it. This, this gives me opportunity to get out there and share some stories from my friends, a lot of local anglers, great anglers, great companies that are here in our own state and, and promote the state of Louisiana. And that's, that's where the future is at. I think that's, we need more of that. My platform, you know, with this, having fun and doing this for fun, I think it gives opportunities to local anglers to get highlighted and spotlighted, also hunters, uh, you know, and give credit where credit is due. And everybody wants to hear this kind of stuff. We don't have anything like this. You and I talked about that earlier today. Mm-hmm. There's nothing locally. Yeah, you have it on the national level. You have your wire to fish. You have your, you know, all your, your bass uh, resource and that type of stuff. But there's nothing on the local level, you know, other than, than local little shows and stuff like that. But they don't, they don't get it depth. They don't get the, 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 the juice of it. They don't get the no. smack of what's going on. And, and that's what I want to do with this, and I want to have fun. So, Travis, I can't thank you enough, man, for coming on. You're my first big interview I do. Hopefully I did okay, man. You did awesome. I think the listeners are going to really enjoy this. Man, these listeners are going to listen to me be like, who's this cat? Uh, man, I, I, I think this is this turned out really good. I look forward to doing it with you again in the future. I, I'm being honest with you. And, uh, Hopefully we have some more great stories to tell about this. And, you know, this, this week, you know, you know, not to turn negative, but we, we, we kind of, man, I feel like I have to mention this, you and I and, and, and several other people, you know, angles around this area, we lost a great person this week, man. And, uh, yep. you, you kind of know where I'm going with this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but most of you who are maybe listening to this or anglers, you listen to this because, you know, you know us personally, or, you know, anglers around you know the area and uh you know i i just want to send our love and prayers out to uh ricky mobile's family ricky mobile was a personal friend of ours uh he was a member of uh our bass club i was also a member of lake red bass club for many years and if you knew ricky ricky uh man character yeah it is and i don't want to i don't want to turn this negative but Ricky wouldn't want it that way, man. He he was one of the best people, the most funniest dudes you'd ever meet. He would want you to keep it light. He'd want you to keep it fun, and that's what we're going to do in his honor. We just want to send it out to Ricky's family and our love and prayers, and and, and he's going to be greatly missed. W- wouldn't you agree, Travis? Oh yeah, definitely by a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. He was an excellent, an excellent father, man. A good husband, and, and a phenomenal fisherman, and just a all-around fun guy to be around. So, you, you know, you may be gone, but we'll, we'll never forget you, Ricky, and, and you're going to be greatly missed, but you'll never be forgotten. So we, we, we just want to kind of end on, on that note and tell you that we're thinking about you and, and your family. So you're in a better place now, hopefully, and, and one day we'll all meet again, man. Hopefully you up there in, in, with the good Lord and you're doing some fishing up there. Just some of your best days are ahead, you know, so. Definitely. But, um, Travis, once again, I just wanted to thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I look forward to uh, sharing this podcast. Uh, guys, if you if this is your first time tuning in or somebody turned you on to this, uh, every week we try to t- we, we do a show on a weekly basis. Uh, look for us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Uh, Spotify, for those of you who are Spotify subscribers, or even if you're not a subscriber, you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Play, uh, anchor.fm, uh, which is who hosts our podcast. They're a phenomenal company out there. You can, you can sign up for free and listen to all our podcasts. Um, and also there's other platforms out there that are available to listen to us. If you go on and Google us, 
uh, that you can you can listen and find our podcast. And uh, we appreciate it. We have social media pages, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram. We're actually up on Twitter now. Hey, the old man joined Twitter. We got to we got to get the tweets out there. Keep it so, up with the times, man. Keep up with the times. For this old man, let's get on Twitter. I said I'd never get on Twitter. Now we're on Twitter. So we're on Twitter, man. Look us up. Last Top Waterfowl. Interact with us. Please, uh, we, we continue to support. Uh, we, I mean, we appreciate the support that y'all continue to give us. Uh, this is something we're doing as a freelance deal just for fun, and, and we're really enjoying it. So I look to have some more interviews like we did tonight with Travis uh, in the coming weeks and uh, heading into, uh, you know, when, once the spring comes around, we'll do some more fishing. But uh, really having fun with it, and I can't thank y'all enough for the feedback that we've got from everybody. Uh, so thank you. Can't, just can't thank you enough. But until next week, guys, this is Jacob Robery, host of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. And uh, our guest, Travis Laurent, uh, wanted to thank you again, Travis. But until next time, we'll catch you on the outdoors. Have a good night, everybody.